welcome to a special episode of Mediterranean Sustainability Partners. I'm your host, Ellen Wasalina. This is a special episode featuring a keynote speaker from our seminar in Paris, September 27 and 28, organized by the Trocadero Forum over two days dealing with critical issues in the Mediterranean region at Maison Noura. Dr. Nursen Gunny gave our keynote speech on day two, September 28, live from Istanbul. And her title of her keynote speech was How Far is the Mediterranean Region Away from Establishing Dialogue Mechanisms and Why? There are two questions that will follow her keynote speech and that are posed by uh, Tristan Mosilikar and Dr. Nicolas Badawi. I do hope you will enjoy this special episode from Mediterranean Sustainability Partners. Okay, my dear, without further ado, I'm going to ask you to give you our keynote speech. We're so honored to have you here today. So you met all my, my team here, my experts, who are going to intervene afterwards, if you can. Uh, stay around a little bit. Of course, it will all be in French afterwards, but we're so honored to have you. Thank you again, my dear. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Alan. Uh, this is a great uh, pleasure and honor to address to such a distinguished group over there. Wish I could be there. Uh, well, it's the uh, again, uh, the, the hard times of COVID-19 uh, and its negative effects on ours. But uh, at least uh, we are using the technology uh, to, uh, to have this, uh, you know, linkage between you and us. Um, today, uh, I have a challenging job, I guess, uh, in, uh, before this uh, distinguished group uh, from uh, the Mediterranean Basin, uh, the participants. Uh, but however, I will try to do my best. Uh, as you have uh, seen, my uh, topic uh, was uh, how far is the Mediterranean region away from, um, uh, you know, uh, dialogue mechanisms of why. So I will try to uh, focus on uh, two things. Actually, first, uh, in the first part, I will try to sort it out the major impediments uh, that has uh, you know, stop uh, this uh, coming mechanisms of dialogue or cooperation uh, that hope to uh, bring uh, peace uh, to the region for some time, especially after, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cold War years, uh, but uh, mostly in the last two decades or so that uh, my attention would be focused on. And then uh, when we compare the situation of last year, summer and this year, we happen to see that uh, there are uh, good news that coming out, at least from some parts of this uh, region. And also in my analysis, uh, I don't uh, detach this region, namely Eastern Mediterranean or the whole Mediterranean basin uh, from uh, this time uh, GCC uh, countries, because uh, we know that uh, the things that were happening uh, uh, in the last uh, two decades or uh, the last uh, decade or so. Uh, the problems that we are seeing, there are the uh, problems from the past that has not been solved. And also, especially after the uh, Arab Spring, uh, when it has turned out to be uh, 
uh, you know, Arab uh, Cold uh, War, uh, uh, we have seen that new uh, problems has come into a fore. And so we have seen that other than, uh, you know, literal states of Mediterranean or regional uh, states of this region, MENA region, I will say, we happen to see that, uh, you know, external powers plus uh, their intervention as it used to be, but in a different way this time. Uh, this time we have seen that uh, we have seen some countries from the GCC uh, that they have also food uh, in uh, this uh, region and they also try to be sometimes overtly, sometimes covertly uh, involved uh, in the matters of uh, this region and this problem. So I try to see uh, this uh, Mediterranean region uh, beyond uh, from uh, its literal uh, states, I would say. And uh, the, as I said, uh, this year we are seeing that uh, there are there is the cow uh, that is coming out uh, in bilateral relations at this uh, from uh, this region among uh, various countries. Uh, so uh, the polarization that we have seen in the past seems to be in a cow, and this brings me a, 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 an opportunity and hope that you know there would be some mechanisms of dialogue that come out and uh, you know. Uh, the countries uh, of this uh, Mediterranean basin may find, uh, you know, uh, a logic in cooperating one another rather than facing them in a polarized uh, alliances, I will say. And in this regard, I also took place in at least uh, two second track uh, projects uh, that is uh, progressing at this moment. Uh, and so I'm hoping that they will, uh, you know, bring uh, some uh, uh, outcome, positive outcome uh, that would be, uh, uh, you know, uh, used at the benefit of this region in a, a peaceful way. And also, uh, there is also uh, from my uh, country, uh, the proposal that was put forward uh, to the attention of EU by our president last year. And uh, that was a convening uh, conference uh, with the all literal involving with the all literal states of this uh, Mediterranean Sea, uh, where all issues, uh, you know, on a not a zero sum mindset, but uh, on an absolute uh, benefit uh, gathering uh, would be the uh, basic mindset that you know everyone everyone uh, would uh, be benefiting uh, from uh, this uh, uh, cooperation and uh, this could this should not be uh, all the problematic issues that were uh, there but uh, you know uh, we the, the countries uh, of this uh, basin Mediterranean basin could start with cooperating on an issue based uh, matters. Uh, first of all, what comes into my mind is the uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, cooperation, uh, for instance, trade, tourism, all sorts can start in So have a feeling or there be a press uh, gradually, uh, you know, uh, in this uh, kind of an, uh, dialogue that can uh, be uh, start and, uh, you know, uh, we'll see some results. But now from here, uh, I would start to go back why uh, in this uh, region, uh, especially the Mediterranean Sea Basin 
And if we go further beyond, uh, again, MENA and uh, beyond, uh, why uh, there was uh, no uh, mechanisms of dialogue has worked. There are many reasons, several reasons that you are all familiar with it, uh, but maybe I should uh, briefly touch upon them. Uh, first of all, it is the rise of new Cold War. That is my uh, way of interpreting uh, things that has happened so far. And this is different from the Cold War that we used to know that was an ideological confrontation between the two poles. This time we are seeing US, uh, uh, Russia, as well as China in economic wise uh, competing one another. And due to this geopolitical and geoeconomic uh, rivalry, uh, maybe we should not uh, say this word, uh, but at best I would say competition among these three big powers uh, at the strategic level that was happening in Eastern Mediterranean, especially this has been hastened uh, right after 2015 uh, when Russia has come uh, to this region uh, from the back door of uh, Syria Assad's invitation to fight over terrorism and with Daesh or ISIS. And uh, since then, we have seen that, uh, you know, uh, US uh, and NATO has started to uh, come back uh, more uh, in a more uh, strengthened way, I would say. They have never left uh, totally, but uh, after the Cold War years, they knew that uh, Mediterranean, uh, they had the preponderance in, uh, you know, uh, in uh, military-wise. What I'm saying is that uh, there were mistakes that were made uh, during uh, this time, uh, uh, once this new Cold War has started to be practiced among the three, and the region uh, below, namely at national as well as regional, uh, all countries have uh, lived through the side effects of this uh, new uh, rising, uh, new poll war, I will say. Uh, this was, uh, as I said, not a dialogical one. Again, uh, this has become uh, militarized uh, within the passage of time uh, due to this geoeconomic and geostrategic complex between the three and this is how the Mediterranean uh, has tried. I have seen that uh, there was a of alliances came into a being uh, where in an article I have written with my colleague Vishnu Korkmaz that we have uh, witnessed that three types of alliance came into a being. This has also a polarization on now but also uh, with that, uh, the, among these three groups of alliances that were, uh, you know, supported by the West, we'll come to that uh, later. And uh, there is a how uh, due to many reasons, because the region is quite, uh, first of all, tired of these, uh, you know, what has been lived through since the uh, Arab Spring and, uh, and its aftermath. And so um, uh, the first one is energy bias alliances that we have seen, and it was not an inclusive one. This was uh, certain countries, including which has the longest uh, that also brought uh, again uh, together these maritime disputes in this region that is still not only with Turkey and others, also like Lebanon, Israel, you can uh, bring up other examples. And so, uh, as I said, ISMED uh, forum has been, uh, and 
and, and uh, I would say an opportunity to bring up a comprehensive security, uh, regional security mechanism uh, once missed uh, during the Obama period, where he, uh, where uh, U.S. President uh, has brought about uh, uh, alignment uh, is against, uh, you know, excluding others, uh, and this was a missed opportunity at that time. And also, uh, as I said, uh, lack of leadership in this uh, region among the literal states was also another reason uh, why uh, uh, a mechanism of dialogue has not been uh, progressed to bring up uh, uh, peace to this region. And also, uh, again, uh, as it in, in the past, external powers uh, in a strategic wise, their intervention constantly due to uh, the given uh, uh, legitimate causes, whether to fight over uh, with terrorism or uh, other uh, issues, their intervention and the proxy wars that has been waged in a hybrid way in this uh, region right after Arab Spring uh, until now was another uh, cause why uh, a dialogue of, uh, you know, mechanism of dialogue that hope to bring peace has not been achieved. And uh, what else uh, that has come into my mind? As I said, uh, the strategy that has started with Obama, which has been called leading behind strategy, has also brought negative uh, precautions. Uh, first of all, it has brought Russia back to Middle East via back Syria uh, at the end of the Cold War. So this has uh, also triggered uh, this uh, new Cold War, we happen to see it was, according to my viewpoint, the first site of uh, this kind of uh, confrontation is the Eastern Mediterranean. And uh, as I said, it was very passive, uh, uh, especially uh, right after, uh, you know, uh, Arab Spring and aftermath. And that's also from building peace in this region. In uh, especially along the norms of uh, normative way, uh, and this I would say uh, in detail, uh, but I think alliances that was made in the region, and that was uh, an alliance uh, that was related with what has happened in Libya. We have seen that two opposing uh, axes uh, was rich until uh, this has been released uh, last year. This is good news, but we don't know what it will bring. And the third alliance that was in the making was the Abraham Accords, and that was the Asian treaties that were signed between Israel and uh, Gulf Arab states and two states, as you know. But uh, the reason behind this uh, initiative was to bring peace uh, way directly uh, between Palestine and Israelis. But uh, again, during the 11 days long Gaza uh, conflict proved to be king. And also, uh, these alignments that we have seen uh, in the uh, Eastern Mediterranean mostly uh, that come into force seem to be uh, supported by the US administrations, uh, especially Trump and aftermath. Uh, we have seen that uh, this was done uh, because it is cost-free as well as uh, benefit-oriented. Uh, uh, but we happen to see that uh, these alliances uh, seem to brought uh, more polarization uh, to the region. And 
again, it's good that uh, due to the uh, uh, some countries in the region, especially those uh, in the uh, these three type different types of issue based alignments, seem that they they have been there uh, for the having uh, and enjoying the benefits that could they hope to gain from it. Uh, when we have seen that uh, when we approach to this time, they have seen that it's not coming out, and so they were also. Uh, as I said, uh, tired uh, due to the ongoing uh, conflicts and they have made investment to it. And uh, of course, COVID-19 was another factor that was uh, also uh, pushing these countries uh, to the mood of uh, cooperating in certain issues at least. And uh, so we have uh, this summer have seen that though this, re, uh, this Mediterranean Sea was, uh, you know, hosting more than 44 navies already. And uh, since 2013, it was highly militarized. And uh, the uh, new Cold War has descended here, though it's not an ideological one. Uh, the alliances that we have mit witnessed so far were uh, flexible enough. They were uh, not ideological ones and they were benefit oriented. So they have shown uh, signs of, uh, you know, uh, kind of a towel uh, in it. And that is the uh, hope uh, that I am uh, very positive that this could bring up uh, end of these alliances at some point when these countries that come into these alignments uh, will uh, figure out that, uh, you know, uh, cooperating and bringing up uh, mechanisms of dialogue on certain issues uh, will uh, bring up a win-win, uh, you know, uh, setup uh, that uh, we will uh, start gradually to move away from these, uh, you know, uh, zero-sum uh, mindset. Uh, this is where I will end, I guess, uh, and uh, very eager to, uh, uh, will not uh, able to follow you, but maybe Alan will uh, make a short summary for me at the end, and I will uh, ask or uh, comment on uh, further. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, my dear. Would, would we... from our yeah our yeah sure sure that's what i was saying sure wonderful i will wait wonderful yeah yeah okay great, great. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for your patience yeah i can hear you we oui, oui, will give yeah. a presentation on energy uh -huh. and uh, energy is a case parallel to, 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 to what you have said about geopolitics uh, security yes. and different issues it's um, Concerning this subject, in the same way that what you talk about, Mediterranean has a particularity uh, in the sense that it's a highly complex zone. And uh, the, I would say almost the geometry of this sea makes that alliance have always been complex since, since the fall of the Roman time. During the Roman time, there was just one, it was a lake, one country, it was very easy. But before it was very complex. Uh, and 
after it was it's it, it is very complex and so uh, I, I will just point a subject to have your your view uh, on that it's the very important and on energy it's very critical the very strong and the very critical importance of the relation between Turkey and Russia. It's a mm -hmm. major subject. And what is, I would say, amazing, disturbing, interesting, challenging, is that on key issues as energy, gas, natural gas, nuclear power, which is not a small stake nuclear power, even armament, the relationship, the direct relationship between Turkey and, uh, and uh, Russia is very strong, strategic, pivotal. And in the same time, one can note, I would say, uh, I, I'm talking as an ignorant, one could imagine that the relation, the the detail of the relation between Russia and Turkey is not so good in Syria, is not so good in Libya. How is it possible? You know, this it makes the story uh, fascinating. How can you deal with nuclear plants for 50 years? How can you deal with critical pipe gas pipeline which have a uh, 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 a trigger, uh, have triggering effects and uh, strategic effects for Europe, United States, China, etc. And in the same time, not to be uh, strong competitors, uh, very close. How how can it how can it uh, be possible? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, it's a very interesting and important question that you have raised. Actually, um, the relations between Russia and Turkey is a, a cooperation on an issue-based one. I mean, it is not an alliance at all. Let's underline this. And also uh, what Turkey is trying, first of all, Turkey is an energy dependent country. That's for sure. We, we export 70% from abroad. Uh, so we, we try to verify uh, the resources and the way we, uh, you know, uh, attain, uh, obtain, uh, supply uh, these mostly uh, gas reserves uh, all around uh, our from our neighbors. And uh, also Turkey is trying to play the role of, uh, you know, interconnecting between these, uh, the resources uh, and it's us trying to be a bridge between Europe and, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the resource countries that uh, EU is obtaining uh, its uh, gas reserves also. But what is interesting uh, with the Russia, uh, actually, as you have mentioned, we're cooperating in trade energy uh, with them. Uh, but uh, also uh, we are confronting on major sites like in uh, Syria very seriously as well as uh, in Libya and sometimes uh, in Caucasus uh, due uh, to the given support of Azerbaijan during the 44 uh, uh, days of war. Uh, but uh, what Turkey is trying to do is uh, that uh, this is a, a complex uh, mutual interdependent uh, relationship. So this is how uh, uh, 
uh, it is trying to balance uh, its relation with Russia, not uh, being an ally of Russia, but compartmentalizing uh, the issues that she cooperates, Ankara cooperates with Moscow. But as I said, uh, she tries to take the model of uh, relationship between Germany and Russia. You know what I mean? It's a mutual interdependency, and there is the leverages at uh, Turkey at hand uh, that uh, can also hurt Russia when, she, when uh, if there is a need, when she uh, wants to uh, make her hurt. As we have seen, uh, the uh, first uh, leverage that she had had at hand is the Montreux Convention of 1936. I mean, uh, the way uh, Russia is uh, transporting all its uh, Black Sea naval is going through the Turkish Straits. It can stop in a time of war, for instance. So uh, this is the basic and most important uh, leverage uh, at at her hand and also she is a member of NATO and also uh, there is the radar of uh, uh, you know uh, NATO's uh, missile defense system is stationed in Turkey Malatya which is a great concern of uh, Russia so I can uh, name uh, several uh, you know uh, leverages that Turkey at hand. Uh, what I'm saying is that Turkey is uh, energy dependent country, so she tries to diversify uh, the resources at her hand uh, within a passage of time, not the resource countries, but also uh, the means of attaining it. Uh, you know, very recently she has increased the percentage of energy uh, from uh, other uh, resources, including US, for instance. So this is how she's trying to balance uh, the relation uh, or the cooperation she's doing with uh, Moscow in uh, issues like uh, trade or uh, energy with other geopolitical uh, tools or leverages at her hand. What she's trying to do is to construct a relationship which is compartmentalized one as well as similar to Germany and uh, Russia relationship, which is a mutual interdependent relationship, which uh, no one can, uh, you know, uh, 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 I would say, uh, work against others because they are uh, in certain issues dependent one another. This is very simplistic enough, but this doesn't mean that there is an axis shift or Turkey is leaning towards to East, uh, you know, becoming uh, an ally of uh, Russia. That's definitely no. much my dear Welcome. now we have dr okay. thank you so much wait 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 we have dr nicola badawi that wants to ask you a question okay, okay. excellent Absolutely. good morning again good morning. dr nursa thank you for this presentation uh, you talk uh, twice about dialogue concerning uh, the mediterranean area yeah so uh, are you working uh, on this uh, issue yeah, and concerning I... also uh, the gas issue between uh, the new uh, uh, gas between Cyprus and, uh, as you know, the consortium in Egypt concerning Greece, uh, Cyprus, Israel, all this uh, consortium concerning the gas. Uh, 
So uh, this is uh, both question concerning dialect and concerning gas. And the third one, the, the dialect in the area and the gas, uh, the consortium in Egypt between uh, uh, Greece, uh, Cyprus and Israel. So we can talk okay. about that. And I hear that also the French that are implicated by total, as you know, mm -hmm. in this issue. So thank yeah. you. thank you again, and thanks for Helen to give us the opportunity for okay. this between uh, Turkey, Northern Republic of Cyprus and uh, Southern Cyprus, Greece and Israel that is involved. Uh, I, we know that uh, the gas that has been found uh, first in Israel and uh, then uh, in uh, Block 10 in the southern part of uh, Cyprus uh, has become uh, problematic from the side of Turkey as well as Northern Republic of Cyprus. This was this issue, first of all, was uh, due to the uh, uh, legal explanation, uh, which is, uh, first of all, uh, we know that uh, Cyprus, uh, Southern Cyprus, uh, does not represent the Northern Republic of Cyprus at all. So it has no legal wise leg uh, right to do any, uh, you know, uh, on behalf of them, any agreements or so. But we know that in 2003, 2007 and 2010, uh, they uh, declare uh, exclusive economic zone and they have invited private companies uh, to make uh, drillings and explorations around the island. And again, what Turkey, as well as as a guarantor country uh, of on behalf of Northern Republic of Cyprus, uh, depending on 1960 agreement, uh, we know that uh, she is saying that uh, again, uh, uh, since uh, Northern Republic, uh, those people, uh, Turkish Cypriots living in the north, have same and equal access uh, to all. Uh, resources around the island, whether they are under the sea or somewhere else. So um, this is also uh, uh, the objection of uh, Turkish side uh, that, you know, uh, the southern part uh, should not uh, start uh, explorations or other uh, dealings uh, with the international firms without having the uh, say of, uh, you know, confirmation of uh, uh, the northern uh, part of the island. So this is uh, the legal uh, side of the story. And what I'm uh, seeing is that this brings us uh, to very briefly to the project that uh, that is being discussed and debated that has uh, not included Turkey. And it is the EastMed project uh, that uh, you have mentioned the countries that are in, in it, like Cyprus, uh, you know, 
know, Southern Cyprus police uh, uh, and Israel. Uh, and the main idea was to bring Israeli and plus the uh, Southern uh, Cyprus found gas uh, to export it to Europe. Uh, but uh, we know that uh, this is not my only viewpoint. Uh, the experts of this um, uh, issue, energy issue, said that uh, this uh, project is not uh, economically feasible and technical-wise, uh, it has, uh, you know, hardship. It is the longest and uh, deepest uh, uh, underwater uh, pipeline that is going to be constructed. And so, uh, in this matter, uh, what Turkey is saying is that, you know, uh, all these involved countries uh, should uh, come onto a table and sit together and on an equitable face by negotiating should solve the issue. This is what is being said from Ankara. But uh, when, if you ask my uh, opinion, uh, again, uh, what uh, the way uh, Turkey has been excluded uh, from this uh, energy and gas findings in this region is not going to help. That is what Turkey has tried to show, you know, by uh, sending her uh, own uh, national uh, drilling and exploration uh, deep uh, sea uh, uh, ships uh, to the region. Uh, she tried to, uh, again, use the diplomatic ways as well, but when it didn't, uh, uh, you know, bring an answer to it, that is, that is how she tried to uh, respond counter response by that uh, she would uh, to, uh, be in the East, uh, Eastern Mediterranean, being present there and not only, uh, uh, you know, uh, supporting its legal rights in the Mediterranean Sea, of course, along the uh, its continental shelf and also uh, Northern Republic of Cyprus. You will say, why Northern Republic of Cyprus? It is due to the agreement that was signed in 2011 uh, with Ankara and uh, Northern Republic of Cyprus, the delimitation of, uh, again, continental uh, shelf and relying on that, uh, you know, uh, Turkey is has so far uh, done her exploration around uh, the island. But at this moment, her attention was focused into Black Sea findings. And that is why we don't hear much about uh, explorations uh, being made by Turkey in this region. Uh, but uh, this is also due that there's not uh, any uh, findings uh, has uh, come into for during these explorations. And also, she also uh, tried to give uh, diplomacy a chance uh, for some time. And uh, that is how uh, during the EU's uh, ministerial uh, uh, summit, this issue has come into a fore and Turkey has said she's there to diplomatically solve this matter on an equitable face. And uh, what strikes me most is that uh, this uh, reminds me when you, when uh, people have started to talk about ISMAT project, this reminds me Nabucco project. I mean, if it's not economically feasible uh, and it's difficult to uh, construct it, though uh, geopolitically uh, wise it could be supported, but uh, the firms needs to make money and profit uh, out of this thing. So we remember that Nabucco was supported by EU, but it has not been realized. It has become a pipeline, dream pipeline. So uh, what I'm saying is that uh, the literal states, as has been said uh, and offered from Ankara, come to together on a table and uh, try to solve this matter by negotiating 
and on an equitable pace where everybody can, uh, you know, benefit from uh, these resources. This is what I will say. Uh, okay. All right. Thank, thank okay. you so much, everyone. I'm, I'm very glad yes. uh, that questions were raised. Uh, hope to see you all uh, maybe next time, <laughs> face to face. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, my thank dear. You so thank you. Bye bye. Thank you.